We're continuing in our sermon series about why did God save us? Because he loved us, yes, but why? What was the fullness of his intent in saving us? And we've been walking through Paul's epistles. What do we see across all of his letters to the churches that help tell us about those things, inform us about those things? And I will say to you, the last three weeks we've been in Ephesians 2, we could have been in Titus 2 that whole time because everything we've talked about is here. Blessed hope one day that he died for us, yes, of eterni- for eternity in heaven, yes. He died for us, we talked about in our first sermon, for forgiveness, and that's here, that we needed redemption. He died so he could have a dynamic and vibrant relationship with his people again. And you see that relational concern here, to, to draw together his, his people. He died to also deliver us from some things. We talked earlier weeks ago, he died to deliver us from the course of this world, from the devil, uh, from transgressions, from fleshly temptations, and also from an ungodly mind. And you see that here uh, as well. He died to deliver or to keep us from these things that he mentions here. But also, there's more. Why else did he give himself? Now, we're going to start there because it's Communion Sunday. Before we talk about who we're to be or what we can have, Just this reminder here in verse 14, as we come to this table, as we remember Jesus, he gave himself up for us. We hear that in other Paul scriptures. It's in the middle of our communion liturgy on the night in which Christ gave himself up for us. That is why you and I can have heaven. That's why you and I can have forgiveness and be reconciled. That's why you and I can be about good works, as we said last week, because he gave himself up. You will bump into Christian books that sometimes will say, the cross was an accident. That, that, that you know, we don't want to get the zealots riled up, and there's political issues, Rome and Israel, so let's just... He's talking about a kingdom, he's got to go. Or you know what, that, that statement of before Abraham was, I am. You can't have any claims to divinity. Rip your clothes and let's get him killed. It's just an accident, just because of what he taught, because of what he did. It was why he was sent. And it's been on his heart since the foundation of the world. He gave himself up. This one who was, as Paul says, but also the author of Hebrews says, this one who was tempted, verse 12, by ungodliness and worldly desires that we're tempted with now. In Hebrews 2 and 4, he reminds us Jesus was tempted in all those things, denied those temptations, loved God and loved others perfectly, and took our place, redeemed us on his cross, gave himself up for us. Andy, I didn't get to hear the the Bible study on Wednesday night a couple of weeks ago, but there's, as we talk about God's holiness, and thank you, Rosemary, for starting with that uh, this morning, as we talk about his holiness, he does, in Christ's work, gift to us an imputed righteousness, an imputed holiness that we are, as he, he, he says here, he died so he might, uh, in chapter 1, verse 2 of Colossians, present you holy and blameless. Same in Ephesians 1, 4, his blood, his covering, his righteousness over us. Positionally, legally, we are covered before God because of what Christ has done. But there's this also reminder that we find Uh, here and elsewhere that he wants to gift to us, impart to us that holiness. 
that we, verse 12, who are trapped by ungodliness and desirousness, he can do something about that. He just won't leave us as we are. Not only we present us to the Father covered so we can have salvation, covered by his blood, his holy gift to us, but he wants to do something in our hearts. And so we look here at Titus. We look at Ephesians 2, all these places in Paul's gospel, and we're reminded of that great gift. Now let's start by getting some background. Who is Titus, by the way? Somebody who might have pushed back on that message of Christ died to make me holy? Come on. I'm, I'm, I'm a Gentile. I'm on the outs. I'll just lucky, be lucky to be covered by the blood of the Lamb. He, he can't do anything to me. I'm one of the uncircumcised. I'm on the outs. So he could have counted himself out. But what about these people? This is written to a people in Crete. And these people are not Holy Land people. Uh, Cretans are from Crete. You know, there are times after I, I got my doctorate that I don't want to show off my vast intelligence to you all. But I thought I'd give you that little geography help there if you didn't know Cretans are from Crete. It's not good if you're from there. Paul even says, quoting one of their own prophets, if you're from, go back to chapter 1, verse 12, if you're from Crete, you are not a liar, you're always lying. You're an evil beast and a lazy glutton. And Paul throws them under the bus and says, these things are true. This is a church that he's blessed, but he says, yes, these things, that prophet are true. It's similar word we say today. You're a Cretan. That's the people that Titus, Paul, and now Titus is ministering to, and yet he says to them, to a Gentile, uncircumcised, to a people who are Cretans, I want to save you with a holy calling. I want you to live a life that is, you're just not my people. What does the, chat, what does the verses say? He gave himself up to purify him, a people for himself, and he wants to do that. And you just see it throughout Paul's writing. Second letter of Timothy. You have been saved. This is why you were saved to a holy calling. Colossians 3. You've been chosen so you are loved and you are holy. Romans 6, 7. You've been buried with Christ in baptism. You've died to sin because of what he's done for you. You've been raised in your life. So verse, verse 6, 7 and 12. You're freed from sin. Verse 12. Sin is no longer to reign in any part of your body. Now this is not a legalism. This is not a to-do list. This is not hoop jumping. We come to this table not to say, Lord, help me to do, but we come to this table say, just as David did. Would you create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me? And would you gift your power to me? So I'm not coming back here month after month and saying, Lord, again, but could you do that freeing work that Paul talks about? Could you do that holy work that Paul reminds us that we can have? If you go through here, by the way, if you read, there's, we're going to talk about do, the importance of doctrine on Wednesday night. So Titus, so much of Titus has to do with doctrine, but a lot of it has to do with qualification. Who can be an elder and who can be a deacon? Uh, and so what is it they need to be about? And by the way, I'd go through First and Second Timothy and Titus. They've got that list. This is who leaders ought to be. It's really a list for 
who we all ought to be. Go through those 23 points and check it out. My wife and I, and many of you, have gone through the Wesley Institute at Wesley Biblical Seminary. It's a, it's a nine-month track to go through every book of the Bible. And they, when you get to Titus, they put in that little module, they put here are the 23 checks. Is this in your life? Is this in your life? It's a great check to say, Lord, how am I? Is there any place in my life where I am, I am missing you? But there's one test for, uh, uh, in Titus's check for that, but also we see it in our verse today as well, and it's the importance of being self-controlled. It's a great test if we're loving him and living a life holy before him and for others. Am I self-controlled? Can I say this to you? I knew I was preaching on this this week. And wouldn't you know that Penn State wrestled Ohio State in in Big Ten? Is it my mouth or is it his? It's a great test of holiness, of love for God and love for others. Is it me? Am I in charge or do I yield my life to him? Am I led by, as Paul says in Romans 8, by his Holy Spirit? I'm not in control. It's got to be his life and his leading. And this week, just watching, things come up this week where things, whether it's my family or things at church or whatever it may be, where some things were dumped on me and I'm like, hey, I want to puff my chest out. Who's in control? Preacher? Parishioner? Who's in control of, of what you will say, of how you will respond and you see Paul throughout here just giving some reminders about, look, chapter 2, verse 8. No matter what you bump into, your speech is not to condemn you. Chapter 3, verse 2. No matter what a coworker has done. And listen, everybody in the office knows this person's like this. And if you were to join in, you wouldn't be saying anything nobody already, doesn't already know. Or verse chapter, chapter 3, verse 2. I'm going to speak evil of no one. Self-control. Or there's a deep hurt or a real anxiety in your life. But it's self-control. Chapter 2, verse 3. Not going to be controlled by too much wine. It's just not going to be a part of my life. I'll have a sober life. No one control. I am to be drunk on the Spirit. I'm to be led by the Spirit. Paul, when you go back to chapter 2 and he talks to older men, he says older men are to be self-controlled. When he talks to young women, he says you are to be self-controlled. Tell the younger men they're to be self-controlled. Tell the older women, I'm not saying anything to them about it. That's, that's what Paul does. Paul kind of blanks on that. I'm like, Paul, the bold, courageous Paul. I'm not dumb. I'm not doing that. It's a reminder to us. It's a great sign of, of who we can be. And Paul pulls no punches here about what God wants to give to us, a heart that loves him perfectly and a heart that loves others perfectly so I can live as he's called me to live, to live the life he's called me to live. And I was thumbing through, there's a section in that book, Holiness, that some folks from Wesley Biblical put out recently. There's a chapter on Paul, and they just kind of say it. It's not... I like how they say it, so I'm going to read what they said. They said, it is not, when it comes to holiness, it's, it's not an optional accessory. It's just to be our life. When, when Wesley writes about a letter saying, this is kind of who we are, this is what we are as Methodists, he would say, this is the grand depositum. 
that he can just do something in your heart and in your life and to, and to gift you his life that you can, verse 12, not in heaven, but in this present age, you can live godly lives. That'll take prayer. It'll take time in the spiritual disciplines. It'll take holding on to Christian friendships. But we're going to believe his word that he can do this thing. And really, expectation and belief, because we can just write it off. I, I shared with you all a couple of years ago about uh, going to, in McGee, I was taking a transient to a hotel, and I, he was wanting to go to Whitfield, and uh, we did a background check, and the police came for him while I was checking him into the hotel, and instead of arresting him, they tried to arrest me. It was really, it's a great night. Um, but I, I, I didn't tell y'all, I did it on a YouTube devotional for y'all, uh, but when I was in Batesville, same thing. I was just really busy. I was youth, doing youth ministry, young adult ministry, and we were supposed to follow this, you know, protocol. When somebody needs help, uh, uh, you have to call it in, get a background check with the police, and then you can take them. But I was like, I just told Sissy, our receptionist, you call it in. I've got stuff to do. I'll we'll go do lunch together, and then I'll take this person to the hotel. We go do lunch together. I get it to the hotel, and the and the police are waiting on us. So what do you do? I mean, three things crossed my mind. Just punch him as hard as you can and run out of the car. Then no wait, self-control. Going to play it cool. We're going we're gonna to just carefully get out of the car. But then thought three, it always goes back to wrestling. Cross-face chicken wing. I'm going to choke this guy out, relive junior high, you know, or whatever. And, uh, but I went with option two. Just going to turn off the car act cool, get out of the car. The police were there for somebody else. And I almost choked this guy out and almost punched him in the face because that was my mindset. That's what I expected because this guy was having a rough time in life and I judged and I went right there. What do you expect God to do in your life? Are you getting in the way of what he died for, saved you for. I'll, I'll walk with him vibrantly in glory. And he says here, in this present age, I look at my sin, I look at my temptations, and I think there's no way God can do this. But his word says, I want to do this. Kevin Watson has a great book on holiness called Perfect Love. And in that book, he says, I had this constant gnawing in my spirit, I had this constant gnawing in my spirit that there was something more, and I was hungry for it. Do you believe God wants to do that? We're created for that, saved for that. His desire is to purify us as a people. Praise God. He gave himself up for us, yes. Redemption, heaven, to be delivered from, to cover us, but also to do something in us. Let's pray about that. Let's pray. Father, as we come to this table this morning, we remember your word. That these, as your word says this morning, whatever ungodliness or worldly passion that's before us, that we can be called to renounce those things, to, to turn from those things. We're asking for your help in that. Father, as we look back over this last week, would you show us by your spirit, have there been places where we have grasped at control, 
where we've not been led by you, but it's been our words, our attitudes, our desires. And help us to repent of that and to yield our life to the leading of the Spirit. Lord Jesus, we praise you that you gave yourself up for us, yes, to save us, but because of your desire to purify us as a people to yourself. We are so aware of our brokenness and need of our sin. Help us to be just as aware of your power and your intent for us. Meet us, we pray, as we come to this, your table. Amen.